0: Hello friends, I'm Matt Baum and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage podcast. If you've been listening so far, every week you've heard me read one chapter of my book Defining Marriage: Voices from a 40-year labor of love, you can hear the entire audiobook complete and unabridged by listening to the first 18 episodes of this podcast. Or you can pop over to Amazon and get Defining Marriage as an ebook, a paperback, or an audiobook. For the last few episodes, I've been revisiting the marriage work that I did as a reporter and an activist over the last decade, and this week, we'll be talking about some surprise changes coming to the U.S. Supreme Court.
1: How do you solve a problem like Scalia? How long
0: have you been waiting to use that one? Oh, years? uh, Years? years,
1: 20 years? I don't know. Um, All right, now sing a song about Ginsburg. Uh, Ginsburg. She's the funky burg. She's gonna make a monkey burg. She's a funky burg. Ginsburg. All right. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. So how was your Valentine's Day? Not bad. Not bad. I spent it with you. You did. You had a sandwich. It was delicious. You didn't make it for me. No, but you also won't let me make your birthday cakes. Oh, I would love for you to make me a birthday cake. Oh, we've gone back and forth on this. I have offered, and you have said you want to make your own, because it gives you a deep sense of satisfaction.
0: I do. I do like making my own, but there's no reason that we can't have two birthday cakes. There.
1: Just I try. S- try to think of a reason.
0: you can't you can't maybe we could have three i don't know the sky's the limit isn't there a guy in congress who eats a birthday cake every day yeah tom cotton it's so weird he's the one who um, is he a clown maybe oh my god maybe he's just like he's got like like pink makeup that he wears to try to hide it but he's actually like a white face underneath all of that stuff and he's got a big red nose and he like squeezes his giant floppy feet into into regular size penny loafers
1: you're making this erotic now
0: no what is erotic about that matthew I refuse to admit that I know why that is erotic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't you once photograph an erotic clown party? Oh boy, it was a disaster. Yeah, it was advertised. I think it was advertised as an erotic clown party. I can't remember exactly what the wording was, but I went. Like, how can you? How can you turn down an invitation like that? Uh, I was uh, photographing uh, events at bars in San Francisco at the time, and uh, I saw that that was happening somewhere on Hate Street. And so I went to go shoot pictures of it and there was nobody there. There was a clown at the door and he's like it should get it should get a little bit more crowded in a bit. And I go inside and there's one go go dancing clown
1: were they playing a dance mix of do do like it was like sandstorm bpm there's one sexy clown
0: dancing
1: on bar i'm trying to transition into the clown song good job if if uh listeners
0: if you'd like that as a ringtone i'll make that available on the show notes it's been a pleasure to watch you having this stroke Anyway, of Jean, so, yes <laughs> And there was one couple at the bar This poor straight couple at the bar Who clearly had not come for the erotic gay clown night they just popped into this bar for a drink or something they just got lucky they yeah it was the luckiest night of their lives did they make a discovery about themselves they they walked in not knowing what they were getting into and they walked out with spinning bow ties oh
1: their feet it burst out of their shoes all right all right all right their noses inflated and turned red could
0: you please
1: stop turning this into the erotic clown cast seltzer spraying everywhere
0: (laughs) oh the whoopee cushions Eventually, I gave up and just had to leave because it was
1: it was getting too it was getting too ra- raunchy for me. But at that point, you had gone full clown. Okay,
0: all right, all right, enough of this. Uh, Pies in the face. How completely perfect that we should be discussing uh,
1: erotic clowns on the. <laughs> oh. To, in commemoration of uh, the court's greatest clown, mm. I'm not sure he he was the greatest clown.
0: Oh, he's got a, kind of a Poliachi quality to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know. He, 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 I'm sure there's been a, a velvet painting of him crying while holding a single flower, or a balloon that's drooping. Oh, that's Ted Cruz. Ted ah. Cruz has a face made for that drooping balloon, uh, drooping balloon. <laughs> the drooping balloon clown. Uh- <laughs> Paintings Do you see there's that article by a neurologist
1: Explaining why we don't like to see Ted Cruz's face I don't need a neurologist to tell me that <laughs> It just, there's something about it that's so horrifying It's like, the punch factor is over a 9,000
0: uh, As Jerry Lewis was the neurologist who explained Goal, it to us Ted Cruz <laughs> Anyway, wow. yeah, it's been quite a weekend uh, I was doing my uh, live stream on Saturday With the fabulous Brady Ginn and Cody Melcher Chicago comedian uh, and man about town and so we chatted at length about love stories. You can find this on my YouTube channel, uh, and then, uh, youtube.com slash Matt Baum. And then immediately after the, uh, after we were done live streaming, Cody was like, Oh my God, we did that whole live stream and we didn't talk about Scalia. And I was like, thank God. Cause that would have been a laugh, right? Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad we did
1: not have to try to figure out how to make that entertaining. That that news. Well, I would I would say the death of a man, mm-hmm. a de- the death of a, a, a human, mm-hmm. is never a happy occasion. There are people who loved him. There are people who love all sorts of things. There are people who loved Genghis Khan. There are people who love King Kong. It is possible to love a monster and to mourn its loss. Sure, sure. There are people who like clowns. But uh, you know, I, I I think it is possible to be happy about all the terrible things that will not be happening. Uh, certainly his work was vile and now it is over uh and so that's nice but there are also a lot of people who are sad and experiencing a loss and that's not great
0: yeah um oh well (laughs) yeah there's uh, a lot to look forward to Uh, we don't know exactly what's gonna happen with obama he says he's gonna um nominate somebody and we'll see if congress wants to uh play along with that or if congress wants to do something that i mean like has never been done before like Will they will they really try to go 300 days filibustering uh, a, a nominee or just rejecting everyone he throws at them?
1: Well, I mean, the question there is how does that play out for them in the elections? Because it mm-hmm. seems like for some of their base, that's exactly what they want. They want mm-hmm. any nomination to be obstructed.
0: Yeah, just paralyze the government. Uh, until we can get uh, a Republican in there.
1: Sure. That's been really successful for some constituencies. Now, I I wonder if it's not quite so gerrymandered or not quite such a, a safe seat, if that will maybe seem obstructionist
0: a little bit? Maybe. I mean, I would have thought that any reasonable person would be like, oh, good God, they're doing what? But I also would have thought that any reasonable person would be like, Donald Trump? And uh, I guess uh, we may be overestimating the number of reasonable people in the country. So I don't know.
1: Well, sure. I mean, if you believe that Obama is the Antichrist and a communist and a Muslim and he's out to destroy your way of life, then you want a Congress that's going to try to block anything he tries to do no matter what, sure. uh, even if the Constitution says that it's the president's duty to nominate someone to the Supreme Court when there is a vacancy.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, like if, if Scalia would have wanted anything, this constitutionalist, this this. Original Originalist, uh, it would have been for the uh, procedures outlined in the Constitution to be followed in the event of his death. And uh, one of them is naming a successor in a timely fashion. So uh, let's get on that.
1: Right. So what is the longest it's ever gone with a vacancy before a nomination?
0: A uh, hundred and a bit days. I think it's 125.
1: Okay. And Obama's got the better part of a year uh-huh. left. 300 and a bit. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if it, if it stretches out for more than a hundred days, it does start to get uh, ridiculous. And as it gets closer and closer to the election, it'll definitely become an election issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know which way that'll break. I could see it going really well in some precincts, and I could see it going poorly in others. Yeah. Uh,
0: We're certainly in a place that we've never been before.
1: The atmosphere is so
0: polarized. Uh, I mean, when's the last time there was... uh... Uh, an election and a nominee, it was Kennedy in in the 80s. And America's changed quite a bit since then.
1: Well, one thing that didn't change very much was Scalia's opinion about gays. That's true. We don't know
0: how he felt about them for um, a lot of his career because it just never came up. Uh, We can guess that uh, he was not softer on gays uh, in the 60s than he was in the 90s. So we have Richard Nixon to uh, to thank for uh, Scalia being a a member of the government. Uh, He was the first one to uh, appoint him to a position. Uh, Scully was in charge of 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 doing something involving cable regulations, and then he worked his way through the government, and uh, it was in the 90s that he had his first ruling on uh, issues that affected homosexuals, Uh, and that was um, Romer v. Evans, the uh, Colorado case. So the short version of this is that uh, some jurisdictions in Colorado protected LGBTs uh, as as a protected class from discrimination, and the state... Voters passed a law that said, nope, nope, you can't do that. You can't protect gay people and specifically called out gay people. And um, that got challenged and went all the way to the Supreme Court. And Supreme Court ruled a slim majority that, uh, no, you can't do that. You can't single out a single class of people for moral disapproval based on moral disapproval alone in the way that they had in Colorado. Uh, So that was a super, super important decision that uh, eventually formed the basis of it was one of the things that formed the basis of uh, overturning uh, marriage bans.
1: And what was Scalia's opinion on that case?
0: Uh, Scalia did not care for that. Scalia said uh, moral approval was a perfectly fine reason to, to prohibit stuff. Uh, at the time, uh, he said a job interviewer may refuse to offer a job because the applicant, applicant is a Republican, because he is an adulterer, because he went to the wrong prep school, blah, 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 because he, she wears animal fur, or even because he hates the Chicago Cubs. Uh, and so, yeah, he said that, uh, you know, if, if you don't like homosexuals, then uh, you should be able to mistreat them any way you like. Which you know, I I just don't see how that's defensible. Like even all of these years later, I can't wrap my mind around that because we have so many examples in this country of saying you know people saying like, well, I just I just don't approve of this kind of person, uh, and so I want to uh, deny them uh, equal protection of the law, and that's so toxic.
1: Is he correct that an employer could uh, refuse employment to someone because they're a Republican or a Cubs fan or what have you? Yes. So so why is it okay to deny someone employment because you disapprove of those characteristics uh, and not okay to deny them employment because they're gay?
0: We have um, protected classes based on immutable characteristics and uh, things like race or gender or religion, things that a person could not possibly be expected to alter about themselves or uh, hide about themselves. Uh, you don't have to talk about being a Cubs fan. You don't have to wear fur to work. Uh, You don't have to talk about your politics at work. But it is, it has been determined, inappropriate to ask someone to... Uh, to to expect someone to change uh, their religion for their job, or to, you know, you you can't expect them to change their gender for a job. And so that's how uh, sexual orientation wound up being uh, eventually an immutable characteristic.
1: And is this why when gay cases come up, one of the questions up until very recently that was very hotly debated was whether or not people choose to be gay? Exactly. Yeah.
0: And in fact, Scalia essentially had a a ruling, a dissent where he was basically like, well, Can't the homosexuals just decide to be less gay? Uh, that was uh, Lawrence v. Texas in his uh, dissent on that one. That was the one that uh, overturned bans on um, sodomy. So he says in his dissent that the Texas law doesn't say you can't have you, you can't have sexual intimacy. It says you cannot have sexual intimacy with a person of the same sex. The implication there being that, like, oh, well, homosexuals are free to have as much sex as they want, as long as they have sex with uh, someone of the opposite gender. So I mean, he's basically saying, like, it's no problem. Just, uh, just start having
1: straight sex, you guys. Sure. And similar arguments were made uh, recently in in the marriage cases, right?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Gays are free to get married to whoever they want as long as it's somebody of the opposite sex. Uh, Same argument was made uh, in a way that would um, horrify us today. White people and black people are free to marry whoever they want as long as it's someone of the same race. Uh, This is not a logical argument because nobody wants to just marry whoever they want. They want to marry the person they love.
1: Right. And the reason for these arguments is to get around uh, accusations of discrimination, right? That Mm -hmm. as long as everyone has equal access to marry someone of the same race or equal access to have sex with someone of the opposite gender then there's nothing discriminatory about that. You're not singling anyone out uh, as not being able to do what everyone else can do.
0: Right. You can't single people out like that, as was determined in Romer v. Evans, that Colorado case in the 90s, in 96, that Scalia felt very nervous about. Rightfully so, if you're someone of his persuasion. Um, You know, Scalia, to give him credit, uh, really foresaw all the the marriage equality stuff that was going to happen within 20 years. Uh, He could see in Romer v. Evans, uh uh-oh, boy, oh, boy, this means... That uh, we might have to repeal those sodomy laws And if we repeal the sodomy laws We might have to repeal the marriage bans Oh boy
1: Didn't he say as much? I'm not sure if it was Lawrence v. Texas or a different one But didn't he basically say that If we make the decision that we're making today That is going to inevitably lead to same-sex marriage
0: Yeah, so uh, Scalia essentially predicted all his gay marriage stuff Back in 2003 When uh, he wrote his dissent in the Lawrence v. Texas case That was the one where um, somebody was arrested For having consensual sex in his house uh, With someone of the same sex And that went all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, uh, no, sorry, states, you you can't arrest people for having um, just being being gay and having sex. Uh, And Scalia thought that, no, that was perfectly appropriate. People should be thrown in jail for having sex with the same same gender. And so he wrote in one of his reasons for supporting uh, sodomy laws. He wrote in his dissent, state laws against bigamy, same-sex marriage, adult incest, prostitution, masturbation, adultery, fornication, bestiality, and obscenity are likewise sustainable only in light of Bowers' validation of laws based on moral choices. So Bowers was the case in uh, the 80s that said that, uh, no, it's perfectly appropriate to uh, to uh, have sodomy laws. Uh, Lawrence essentially overturned Bowers. Scalia went on, every single one of these laws is called into question by today's decision. The court makes no efforts to contain, the, to cabin the Scope of its decision to exclude them from its holding. Uh, so uh, Scalia is saying they're like, "Hey, uh, you guys, uh, if you um, if you if you say that uh, gay people can can have sex, that might mean that uh, you have to let them uh, get married and uh, also have sex with animals."
1: Sure. So I'm looking at this list of things that he said that this opens the door to. And this is a common slippery slope argument that if you allow same-sex marriage, that basically anything goes. So here we've got bigamy, same-sex marriage, adult incest, prostitution, masturbation, adultery, fornication, bestiality, and obscenity. Now, to me, there are two very different categories uh, bundled up in that list. One yes. has a victim and the other doesn't. Yeah, I'm
0: I was thinking exactly the same thing. Um and and consent is is one of the major components of the victim versus victimless aspect.
1: So, masturbation, a community may disapprove of masturbation. A community may have a moral a community may have a moral aversion to masturbation, but no one's rights are being violated uh, when someone masturbates, are are they? <laughs> uh, I guess it depends on how you do it, but uh,
0: <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, this is, this is a fundamental difference between uh, a lot of the members of the court where Scalia was like, uh, there's no fundamental right to privacy in the Constitution. And Kennedy was like, uh, yeah, there is. Uh, I mean, in, in, in several more words than that, but Scalia's position was that, look, if a, if a community wants to morally disapprove of stuff, they uh, ought to be able to do that and throw people in jail uh, based on whatever they want. And the Constitution, as written uh, in the 1700s, is the only thing that matters.
1: Because there's nothing in the Constitution that says that if you're at home masturbating, And the police have probable cause that there may be a masturbator masturbating in their own home. They should be able to enter that home, catch you doing it, and arrest you and take you to jail and charge you? Because the community has decided
0: that that's uh, what they want. To have happen, and Scalia said, "There's nothing in the Constitution that says that you have a right to privacy and dignity." And uh, Kennedy says there is, and this is the, the this this ineffable right to um, privacy and dignity is what uh, Scalia refers to in, in another decision, in his 2013 decision, as legalistic argle bargle,
1: uh, which sounds a bit like a,
0: I don't know a, a Muppet character or something. Yeah. But um,
1: it's kind of the end of a Joss Whedon show, right? The monster comes out and. It's-
0: It's the it's the Argle Bargle monster.
1: Yeah, it's Um, actually Ger-Arg, but
0: (laughs) yeah. So uh, in 2013, when uh, they were they overturned DOMA, DOMA was the law that uh, in in part, one of the things it did was it told the federal government, uh, you are not allowed to recognize federal government. You are not allowed to recognize marriages conducted by the states. So you can get married in Connecticut, but the federal government isn't allowed to recognize that. And the court ruled, uh, that's uh, you, you, you can't do that. Uh, that law is not constitutional. And uh, Scalia called that... Argle bargle, and said that that if if you overturn a law like DOMA because it's only motivated by bare desire to harm—that's in quotes—bare desire to harm—that's uh, if you're saying that that's insufficient justification for a law, uh, then we'll probably have to overturn all the gay marriage bans too. So he saw it coming; he knew that was going to happen, and he was totally in favor of letting states pass laws based solely on bare desire to harm.
1: Yeah, that's the fascinating part to me, is that what he's saying is that it is good to pass laws that only exist to harm people you disapprove of. Or at least, it's, it's good to allow it, because there is nothing specifically in the Constitution disallowing passing laws that only exist to harm people you disapprove of.
0: Uh, that, that, is, that is exactly true. And, and like we said, uh, there are a lot of people who uh, loved Scalia, thought he was a great man, and uh, have a lot of affection for him. Uh, I personally don't see it. He was a brilliant man who used his brilliance to harm an awful lot of people, and thought he was doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think through the desire to harm thing. If there's any case...
0: Why? Why? Because, I mean, if, you're, if your only desire is to hurt somebody, what does that have to do with you? If you're right. not protecting yourself, if your only motivation is to cause harm to someone else, why should you be allowed
1: to do that? Okay, so going back to masturbation, and don't mind if I do, uh, the only reason you would pass a law saying that if you are masturbating in your house alone and the police caught wind of it somehow— uh, god only knows how but the police have reason to believe you might be masturbating they can enter your house and arrest you Uh the only reason for such a law is because you disapprove of masturbation right
0: Right. and you have a bare desire
1: to harm masturbators and you want to punish masturbators Mm -hmm. yeah so i guess who benefits i guess you could say the community benefits because their moral standards have been upheld sure i guess it, has it, it doesn't yeah i mean it seems like with laws you sort of want to balance making a good society with some measure of of punishment to correct behaviors i mean it's it's questionable to what extent punishment makes anyone behave any better mm-hmm. but there doesn't seem to be it, this is just punishment right like we don't like gays so we want to punish them we, we don't like masturbators so we want to punish them so what would, and I don't know if he ever took an opinion on this, so maybe it's just speculation, but let's say a community strongly disapproved, let's say even disapproved on religious grounds of interracial marriage. What do you think Scalia's position on that would be?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he'd, he'd justify himself to, for example, Clarence Thomas, who has a, a, a white wife. If, if there was a bare desire to harm people in interracial marriages mm-hmm. and the, the community passed that. I mean, I think it would be awfully inconsistent for Scalia to be like, "Oh no, I, I, I draw the line here." Right, and that's
1: just why I'm curious is because he does seem, if nothing else, consistent in a broad sense with the view he took on things. And I'm just wondering how you would squ- or how he would square, some of these positions with just sort of the reality of modern life. That you know, we have laws and we have protections in place um, to make sure that a bare desire to harm doesn't guide how we live.
0: I mean, it sounds like it's like the mirror universe. It's uh, the evil
1: universe from Star Trek that bare desire to harm is, is upheld above all else. Well, you know, I mean, to give him some credit, I don't think that's what he's saying, but I think what he's saying is that just that the constitution doesn't say that that's insufficient. Like if a community says we want to pass a law just because we don't like Let's stick with masturbators. I just love masturbators. Sure. I mean, might
0: as well. They're pretty sticky already. Oh, God. If a community wanted to pass a law that was just targeting masturbators, I mean, like, we know he'd be okay with that. Mm
1: -hmm. And is his okayness an out so that there is a reason to persecute gays?
0: I think so. I mean, (laughs) who can guess? Who can guess at his motives? Uh, I will say that one of his sons, I think Paul Scalia, uh, is very involved in uh, a Catholic ex-gay organization.
1: Sure. I mean, he's talked about his religion. And I think that I I may be wrong, but I think, you know, he has talked about how religion influences his his view of the world and his view of society and his view of, of laws.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, He's uh, a radicalized uh, Catholic, or or, I actually don't know what he is. Catholic, right? He's
1: Catholic, yeah, or he he was.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I guess now now's now's the real test. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yes, uh, he is uh, intensely religious and uh, obviously uh, had some strong feelings about the morality of, of. the fundamental trait of being of of one sexuality, and you know, I, I think it's very convenient that gee whiz, oh, it just so happened. Gosh, sorry guys, uh, uh, it just so happens that my beliefs about the Constitution happen to line up with my beliefs that uh, my religious beliefs about homosexuals. What are the odds? Lucky thing, huh?
1: So to sum up, the man, the myth, the legend. So he considered himself an originalist, which means that the words that were written in the 1700s, literally the meaning that they had to the people who wrote them and to the society at the time was still literally the meaning that we were meant to follow today with very little, if any, interpretation. And that the only way for the government to exercise powers that were not outlined in the Constitution was to amend it. And so amendments were, were the only proper way to clarify or modify or interpret the meaning of those original words.
0: Uh, Scalia was uh, obsessed with upholding the values of the distant past, and now the distant past is the only place that he exists.
1: (laughs) Oh, you. Well, I mean, I, I bring that up just because it seems like a very fundamentalist approach to the Constitution, mm-hmm. a very literal black and white reading of an ancient document that was meant to guide one society and bringing it into uh, sort of time traveling that into a different society, but without making any accommodations for anything.
0: Yes, it is the one circumstance, the one situation, the one time in which humanity has uh, decided to uh, formulate a, uh, an entire society based on an ancient text. Uh, This has never happened before. No one else has
1: ever had uh, this challenge. You know, that that closedness, that that Mm. idea that you can't interpret these documents be it the constitution or be it the bible that what was literally true for a society thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago should guide our decision making today without regard to the differences Mm -hmm. in the society or
0: considering that maybe people a long time ago made
1: a mistake well sure i mean but that's part of i think being open to interpretation is you can't be open to interpretation if you think it was literally perfect the first time and no (laughs) translate there've been no translation errors like any errors that have crept in were actually part of the plan all along (laughs) exactly you know i mean as long as that's what you're believing it's all part of washington's plan well sure sure i mean very much so right that uh the constitution was a plan for a, a perfect society and that part of the plan was that there is a process for amending it just like there are there's a process for canonizing certain books of the bible though that really hasn't been used in quite a while but uh Boy, I don't get that. You know, that you would think that people who believed the body was governed by humors being in or out of balance, or that your skull determined, Mm -hmm. uh, the shape of your skull determined the kind of person you were going to be, or that you could own people of a different race, count them as three-fifths of a person for voting purposes, and have them be your property, like that they got everything right. Yeah, yeah, no problems here. I mean, those two foundational documents there, the Constitution and the Bible, both have laws for the proper way to own slaves. Yeah, It seems like if you have a system for the proper way to manage your slaves, mm-hmm. your system is maybe flawed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it should be open to some interpretation. Maybe there should be a whoopsie process for, uh, I don't know, being like, Oop, oh, oh, well, and you know, to be fair, there is, there's the amendment process. I, I, I don't know that the, the
1: Bible has one of those, but, uh, the Pope can issue a statement ex cathedra, which is the, uh, the one time he's infallible. Uh, people think that the Pope's infallibility, like, you know, it has to do with, he's like, it's a gonna rain a tomato. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean, that's not an infallible statement but the pope can issue statements on articles of faith that are meant to be infallible and that's sort of uh, catholicism's closest to an amendment process but i don't see this pope um (laughs) issuing any kind of uh article of faith saying that gays are okay anytime soon no maybe in a couple hundred years
0: we'll have a space pope
1: i hope so i mean because that's always the uh the final boss in a final fantasy game (laughs) That's it's true. almost always you take on like space pope, and then space pope like gets on the phone to God, and then you t- fight God.
0: Sure, I-, I think that's exactly. It's a chilling vision of what's to come. And no. Scalia is one of uh, one of the demons that you can summon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there is actually that one. Uh, he comes up from hell with all the chains on him uh i saw him once oh that's right yes um what was he covered in chains and rising from hell yes yes he
0: was i mean it was just a baskin robbins for some reason that's how he entered no uh it was it was in the supreme court Mm -hmm. this is when i was there for the uh all the prop eight stuff uh one day i was coordinating uh coverage of the protests outside and then the next day i got to go inside for a little bit uh it is a majestic temple of justice Uh, And also very scary. And uh, I got to sit in the back of the courtroom and watch Scalia spinning around on a chair.
1: Oh, is that his uh, calisthenics? (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah, the court wasn't in session. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, how they they talk about, do you know that joke about the highest court in the land is the basketball court in the Supreme Court because it's on like the top floor? Uh, very good yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> waka waka so was it, does Scalia just like flog in there when he's not oh goodness when he's not jurispruding
0: in his robes just
1: twirling around it would be beautiful can you imagine the robes swirling into- it would be like Darth Maul
0: <laughs> no they're tie-dyed on the inside <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So I went in there and Scalia was um, not super entertained by what was going on. So he was kind of like leaning way back in their giant chairs and just kind of like swiveling back and forth and back and forth while they were arguing about Doma uh it was uh, pretty exciting <laughs> the swinging or the arguments the, the
1: swinging oh uh, okay it was a, it was a real uh, gymnastics routine could a justice get a sling if they wanted one if I they were suppose. like oh i need it for ergonomic reasons yeah yeah or just one of those balls one of those
0: squishy yoga balls <laughs> that bouncing up and down on it i will say that like the chairs that they sit in are so big it's not like it's a giant chair like lily tomlin doing that routine on sesame street <laughs> but uh
1: and that's the truth
0: but they are like really high backed, but high backed to the point where, like, I don't know, you'd need to be like nine feet tall for the, the height of these chairs to make sense. So, does Ginsburg just disappear? They really do. They look tiny. It looks like David the Gnome or something because oh. they are so small in these things, or the borrowers. What did it smell like? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Um, I think it was a fairly neutral smell. Like, uh, it smelled like a government building, if that makes sense.
1: I don't I want it to smell like cigars and whiskey and pastrami.
0: It probably did. Like in the thirties when it was built, it probably had a bit of that smell to it. And who knows the judges chambers, mm-hmm. Ginsburg is always bringing in pastrami and tongue sandwiches or something, but, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe in their, in their chambers. But, uh, and isn't there a rule like the newest appointee is the one who has to open the door? I think there's some oh, rule about like the newest person is has to be the one who like if somebody knocks on the door while they're deliberating or having a meeting or whatever, uh, the newest one is the one who has to like get up to open the door.
1: I don't know. Are there like hazing rituals of the Supreme Court? There's so much ritual. Oh my god. That's oh, tell me more. Ritual. This now I'm now I'm. <laughs> honestly, I've been like checked out for the last forty minutes. But well, you
0: know, you know about the Supreme paddle, right? I was hoping. Is no, there a paddle? No, I, I don't. Maybe. Are you maybe. sure I, it could be? Let's. I, I'm not going to guarantee that there isn't. Oh. <laughs> but there's so much there's so much ritual and symbolism and everything oh, everything's so symbolic in dc
1: i'm sorry i'm just imagining the supreme court being like like one of those really storied frat houses or uh like ivy league secret societies so it's like the uh like the skull and cupcake or blood and
0: tooth <laughs> yeah the skull and bones at, uh, at yale i once looked into their courtyard I was up on top of...
1: A, spinning in the courtyard? He was there.
0: He was there. <laughs> was up on top of the roofs of one of the buildings at Yale. is the art building. And you could look down into the courtyard. I mean, there was nothing particularly exciting. I mean, it's a frat. So there was like a ping pong table. So, I mean, it's nothing like you would... Uh, n- no, no secret society stuff. But is I'm the sure ping? that's indoors.
1: Is the ping pong table made out of the like, reclaimed wood of the Mayflower?
0: <laughs> it probably. It's probably a really nice ping pong table. Uh, or it could be made out of... I don't know. Or
1: a, the True Cross.
0: The, wait, like that Jesus was
1: crucified? Yes, everybody wants a piece of that.
0: I guess, I guess. Wouldn't be much of a ping pong table, would it?
1: Uh, no, do they play beer pong with the with the Holy Grail? Yeah, sure. I don't know why I'm including all these Indiana Jones-style relics. It, it was,
0: I'm, let's go with it. Let's go there. I, I mean, I was expecting at least to see some skulls and bones, since that's the name of the society. Come on, guys. Sure, but no, there was like a bucket and a mop. Yeah. <laughs> it was not. It's not. It was not as thrilling as I hoped. Do Who knows have, what goes on inside?
1: Do they have Taft's bathtub?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the swimming pool.
1: Oh, beautiful.
0: Uh, yeah, we. Um, you and I visited the the Supreme Court, the outside of it. Uh, we were in D.C. very briefly on our road trip.
1: Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you remember? And I we took were...
1: a picture with a Pokemon outside.
0: That's right, that's right.
1: And that Pokemon was Sotomayor. No. <laughs> uh, so... Kagan, Kagan. <laughs> she is super effective. Oh, absolutely.
0: I will say, it's really nice just to, like, recline on that lawn and uh, between uh, the Capitol and the, the Supreme Court. Uh, it's very pretty out there. Uh, a lot of nice-looking architecture. But there's so much space between everything.
1: There is, and it's so humid yeah of all yeah. the places to build a That's city a stupid uh,
0: who knows I'm sure washington d c will be around for a long time, but uh boy oh boy uh I, I wish I wish they'd move it someplace else back to New York back to New York, oh my can you imagine can you imagine the outcry if they moved the the capital of the United States back to New York? Did you hear the thing that Ted Cruz was saying today about
1: chutzpah uh no, oh boy, I bet it was I bet it was very thoughtful
0: yeah yeah of course of course it was like everything he says he said that takes some um, uh, uh, and i'm gonna use a new york word here chutzpah
1: ah new york word a new york i word. see yes yeah. new york yep that's where that comes from
0: mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad to see that he's already practicing his his coded anti-semitism can't wait to see who he turns that on
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's so good right because he is from new york so you can, it, so it actually, like, you can so easily do plausible deniability.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? Maybe, and maybe chutzpah means something different in Canada where Ted Cruz is from.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd love to see someone turn that around on him and, and, like, start using French words to describe Ted Cruz.
1: Le merde? <laughs> Une bête. What is that? Uh, a beast. Oh. Merde bit.
0: Does it mean stupid? No, no, stupide is stupid, of course.
1: That's a stupid word. Stupide? Stupide. It's stupid
0: with an E. (laughs) You like that? So much French is just like Le ball is in le basketball, le court. Uh, (laughs) Maybe not that. Maybe not. It's not that extreme.
1: Le blue jeans. That's actually, like, I know that that's not true, and you are probably upsetting a lot of French listeners. <laughs> All the listeners in France.
0: Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so uh, that's uh, what's up with the Supreme Court these mm-hmm. days. I can't oh. wait to see who replaces him. Hope it's soon. Did I already
1: ask you if Obama can nominate himself? Uh, I don't know if he can nominate himself. He should. just to, just. I mean, if they're going to filibuster, <laughs> then why not just have fun with it? Why doesn't he just nominate himself? Be like I'll, I'll be two branches of government.
0: That would be fun. Surprise! You should probably like
1: jump out of a cake or something to make
0: it a real surprise.
1: Well, I think I did see today someone suggesting that if uh, the nomination is obstructed until the next election and a Democrat wins, then they may just appoint Obama Great. or not nominate Obama. Can you so, imagine? yeah, Can you I mean, imagine? what if? obstructionism carries the day and we have a year with a vacancy on the Supreme Court. Uh, Just the greatest comeuppance would be (laughs) that the result of that is that Obama ends up on the court.
0: Man, he would be so great. Oh my God. Ginsburg. Like right now, Ginsburg is the coolest justice, but uh, can you imagine how cool it would be if Obama was a justice? Oh,
1: Oh, she'd still be great. And the two of them together, two of them together, gossiping
0: about Clarence Thomas and
1: (laughs) (laughs) about his Coke,
0: about, no, I see. I see where you're going. Uh, there is a petition to uh, nominate Anita Hill.
1: Wow. Yeah. That I mean, if obstruction is the order of the day, then yeah. Like, why not just a whole bunch of stunt nominations? Sure, sure. Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Yo, Carrie Fisher. Go down the whole line. <laughs> yes.
0: Share. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to see, like, a Supreme Court of just all, like, fabulous ladies of of the silver screen. Sure. (laughs) That's that's where I'm going with this. That's that's who I think we should be. Or, I don't know, like, just nominate some real crazy ones, like, uh, who's that guy with the question mark suit? Matthew, uh, you know. Oh, Lesko? Matthew Lesko, yeah.
1: The government has lots of money for you! Sure, yeah, Lesko can get in there. Um, But we could also try to turn it over to a new generation, get, like, Mindy Kaling. That would be really nice. I think she'd be great.
0: Why not the whole cast of The Office? (laughs) Ha!
1: As one candidate, the yes. whole a composite
0: candidate. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Kevin and Meredith and Oscar, and they all have to cram into that chair, and it's super awkward. Uh, and then like the backstage bickering. I think this this is NBC's new sitcom. Uh, it's everybody from from the Office, all the
1: characters you love
0: from the Office, and now they work at the Supreme Court.
1: And that's why the chair is so big, so they can all <laughs> fit in it at once.
0: Can you can't you just see the promotional poster for this? It's all of them like squeezed in. Jim and Pam are like. Are <laughs> Making that face to the camera, off to the side,
1: <laughs> with Ginsburg, and of course they still just get one vote, so it's fair. Yeah, yeah of course they are totally one. Can- well, Here is how you do that. Mm-hmm. So the entire cast of The Office becomes a corporation. A corporation Ooh. is a person, and then you nominate the corporate person to the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the the you know the the corporate mass. Mm-hmm. gets to sit on the big chair. Sure. Oh,
0: my God. You know, I can see a dystopian future where that is just how it where works. Where Walmart is one
1: of the justices. Is one of the justices.
0: Walmart is Walmart's the, a is person.
1: person. Walmart oh, can man. have religious beliefs. Walmart can, can have free speech. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I would
0: love to see. But, like, you know, like, Bernie Sanders gets elected, and, uh, you know, we're going to have uh, Ben and Jerry on the Supreme Court. So... <laughs> <laughs>
1: But not the people, just a big tub of ice cream.
0: Yes, yes. It's just a big tub. Oh, May it's the please. Stephen Colbert flavor. Of course. Oh, that's
1: perfect.
0: That's perfect. It's, I mean, it's everyone's favorite. So, I mean, it's
1: a shoe-in. It really is good. Yeah. If you have not tried this Americone Dream, it sounds like it's a gimmick. It sounds like they were just trying to cash in on Stephen Colbert, which maybe they were. Who knows? But... It is waffle cone covered in, like, a nice dark chocolatey chocolate and caramel and vanilla ice cream, and it is my favorite. They were sold out yesterday, so I had to get fish food, which sucks. I don't like chocolate ice cream. I like chocolate ice cream if it's got something else going on to distract from the chocolate. I can't.
0: I can't. I'd rather not have ice cream at all.
1: I I miss Friendly's chocolate almond fudge. That was No. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Oh, That's so awful. good.
0: I don't want almonds in ice cream. Yes, you do. No, I do not. Where no, do you I want do not. them?
1: Everywhere else.
0: Oh. I just want to be... When I die, I want to be buried in almonds. In fact, I want that that to be how I die.
1: Do we know that that's not what happened to Scalia? (laughs) We don't. The
0: details are, are very sketchy. Oh, my God. What if it turned out if it was like, oh, my God, some sort of scandalous end? They say that it was a heart attack, but there are a lot of ways that a heart attack can come on.
1: guy was like 80. I don't know. I mean...
0: You don't think it was like a Jack Palance picture of health?
1: uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, he also, uh, it it seemed like he maybe hadn't been uh, keeping up with his workout regimen. That's
0: another timely uh, reference, by the way, for everybody, Jack Palance there.
1: I've seen, and I expected, that there would be conspiracy theories, like, immediately.
0: Mm -hmm. Eh, Guy was old. Yeah, he had a much better run than a lot of nice people have had.
1: <laughs> um that's true he got 10 more years than david bowie
0: oh what a world
1: yeah the two of them uh you know they used to tour together oh uh-huh. it was uh ziggy yeah. stardust and Dowie flapjacks performing that's, little that's little bars lot. across the country
0: uh, if only david bowie had lived long enough to be nominated to the supreme court oh now it's got be elton
1: john <laughs> that's the great tragedy that uh david bowie didn't live long enough to take over as jareth the corporate entity oh my god yes they could have tried a weekend at bernie's not not to make a bernie sanders reference but uh you know if if, scalia's just been dead this whole time yeah well Well, we don't know that he hasn't well that or they could have uh tried to keep the charade going and have him show up to the court and just have a little machine
0: rotate his chair (laughs) yes yeah oh it's like the hall of presidents where he's animatronic. (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, he could just take a page from Clarence Thomas and not say anything. So here's my suggestion to all the listeners. I know Valentine's Day has just passed, but that doesn't mean there isn't time for love, self-love. So I recommend everybody go find a private room and exercise your constitutionally protected right to privacy by masturbating all day. Take the day off work. uh, Get that Angela Lansbury video that shows you how to do right by your body Take a bath. Uh, get in touch with yourself, uh, and and masturbate. And while you do it, think of Scalia. Just picture him flogging his robes, flying in the breeze, his his wisps of hair f- floating, and uh, he's going, ooh, 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 ooh. <Sutton> Scalia.
0: listeners I just want you to know that throughout that James had his hand on me to restrain me from interrupting his performance now that it is complete I would like to (laughs) now that it is complete. I would like to thank you all for listening,
1: Scalia.
0: Please do get in touch and let me know your thoughts and questions on Twitter. Ooh, ooh. I'm at Matt Baum and leave a review on iTunes. Those reviews make a huge difference and they really brighten up both of our day. So, Scalia, thank you. Also, please don't forget to hop over to Amazon to get Defining Marriage in print or via download. And if you do pick up a copy, it would mean a lot if you could leave an Amazon review with your honest opinion. Ooh. Check out my other podcast, The Sewers of Paris, for revealing personal stories about the entertainment that changed the lives of gay men. All rise. And until next time, friends, by the power vested in me by the internet, I now pronounce this podcast
1: over. Oh, you may approach the bench.